I've got my nod. Hey guys. Oh. Yeah, hey guys, welcome to the Movie Epidemic Podcast. This is uh, episode 205, the Christmas episode. Uh, one thing I want to get to before we uh, before we start this uh, transmission is uh, Chadley keeps mentioning that he's listening to podcasts at the gym. And uh, I know for a fact Chadley's <laughs> never been inside of a gym. So like, if he says that to you, just ignore it because he's lying. Hey man, I could be lying. You know what else I did at the gym? The whole game of Super Mario Run. The whole thing at the gym doing leg presses playing super mario run what the why the fuck are you doing that many leg presses chadley <laughs> <laughs> if you're actually going to the gym and you don't have someone showing you what to do i fear you're going to get hurt because you're so <laughs> dumb dude i can't wait dude i hope i do get hurt because like did I, I i signed something but do you think that that like i can still get some money out of them at the very least if i get hurt no no you don't think so you know because like i signed things you signed you signed something Hey, I don't. I don't. I didn't read what I signed. Anyway, I'm Buck Hollywood Leduc. I got my Voss ready. Uh, got uh, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie No God Fox. Uh, Charlie No God Fox. What do we diving got, into uh, that? What do we got on the plate for today, Chadley? Holy shit! It is goddamn Christmas this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very exciting. It's very exciting. I love what Christmas. Day is Christmas exactly? Because I celebrate uh, Festivus, so it's not really like something I think about. Okay, Christmas is actually the twenty seventh of December. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, that's when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple days later than you'd think. Uh, it moves around. It's like Easter, right? Um, mm, right. It's like it's like the third Sunday of the of the of the of the new year or something. Yeah, but it's usually a Tuesday because Jesus, um, he he's out there. He's seeing people celebrating their shit on to on Sunday. He's uh, checking it out on Saturday, and then uh, he's going on over to Tuesday. And uh, guess what? We don't care. We don't care. We don't. We don't care. We don't care about um, Christmas. Uh, we don't care, care about Christmas movies. Uh, so, basically, what we got here is we watched uh, some Jesus bad. movies. They're terrible, terrible flicks. <laughs> yeah, they sure are. We're going to talk about um, three movies, two of which are Jesus movies. What better time to dive into the Christian cesspool of cinema every year than Christmas? Yeah, than Christmas. And we're we also are going to watch one Christmas movie. It came out last year. Um, starring Patrick Stewart, Christmas Eve. Got I, I still, I still, cons- I still consider that a Christian movie. We'll get into it when we talk about it. But uh, yeah, Christmas, Christmas Eve has a succulent zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, that's a little too high, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but I mean, Christmas is a fun time, and so uh, last year, if you recall, I was like wasted as hell on our last year's Christmas pod. Like I was like seven beers in. Yeah, we were pretty um, high one. That's why, yeah, that's, we're pretty. That's why I think that's our highest viewed one on YouTube. It's got like 700 views or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, dude, Chadley shirtless scene. So I thought, I thought, you know what? I might as well, I might as well uh, back that up and do it, do a little, do a little sequel. Because apparently, you guys like that sort of thing. So I'm gonna be doing um, my rendition. Oh, of, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be doing my rendition of "Baby, It's Cold Outside." Here, I'm gonna lock Cold the parts. camera on you so my my chuckling doesn't switch it to me. All right, cool. I don't, I don't know this song very well. I just know that it's definitely about rape. Oh yeah. I really can't stay, but baby, it's cold outside. I've got to get away, but baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been with hoping that you're driving. So it's hard to do both parts. So very. 
I'll hold your hands there just like ice. My mother will start to work. Beautiful. What's your hurry? There's way too many words. I didn't think this through before doing this. Uh, Stupid email. Okay. <laughs> but the, the mail part's the funniest part because it's rapey. Okay, so just do the mail part. What for? Baby, it's bad out there. No haps to be had out there. I just want you to know she is desperately trying to get away. Your eyes are like starlight now. I'll take your hat. Your hair looks swell. Mind if I move in closer? She's begging me not to. What's the sense of hurting? What's the sense of hurting my pride? Is that a real line? Look, we, yes, don't, need I, your, we don't need your political an analysis of this song. Jelly, just sing it. <laughs> But baby, it's cold outside. The fucking, the backing is doing absolutely nothing. I simply must go, but baby, it's cold outside. The answer is no, but baby, it's cold outside. This welcome has been, how lucky that you dropped in. So nice and warm. Look out the window at that storm. My sister will be suspicious. God, your lips look delicious. <laughs> Waves upon a typical shore. What does that mean? I do not know. Ooh, your lips are delicious. He went and he snagged some. I never such a blizzard before. But baby, you freeze out there. It's up to your knees out there. I'm thrilled when you touch my hair. What the? It's it's just it's weird now. It's just saying weird things. How can you do this thing to me? Think of my lifelong sorrow. If you've got it, hold your head high. Get over that holdout. I don't know what that means. Wait, get over that holdout? What the fuck? Baby, it's cold outside. Wow, that was... Baby, it's cold outside. Wow, what a beautiful rendition, Chadley. Yeah, it's absolutely. That'll be on iTunes. Uh, you can oh. download it on iTunes for nine ninety nine. I was at a, I was at a piano bar recently, and uh, they were they were playing that, and uh, I was like, hmm, that's where I know Chadley from. He's the he's the guy singing at the piano bar. <laughs> is... You know what was, you know what was weird at the piano bar though, as uh, at no point did they play, uh, uh, like any Journey songs. <laughs> so like so like people were real upset uh <laughs> were they like screaming for it yeah you know it's a piano bar you got to play the hits or what i've never been to a piano bar before but i assume that you, you got to play the hits the only like the only thing i'm familiar with is like that's um in a piano bar the piano bar in who framed roger rabbit so i assume all piano bars have ducks but, on the piano Here's the thing, though, Chadley. But when you're at the when you're at the piano bar <laughs> and you're listening and you don't hear a Journey song, you don't, when you hear "Don't Stop Believing" specifically, um, and uh, everybody else is just having a nice time, uh, they're listening to "Baby It's Cold Outside," <laughs> and uh, you're having you're having a glass of wine or whatever. I was having a beer personally because uh, I would never drink a wine. But uh, here's the thing about piano bars: is uh, we don't care. <laughs> it's very true. We do not care. Um, speaking of speaking of shit that we really. Do not care about. Let's talk it. Let's do it. Let's okay. talk about whichever Jesus. one you want to. Whichever one you want to start with. Let's start with God's Not Dead Two. 
Um, okay, so yeah. yeah, that's that's the one that I got the most uh, the most to say about, probably. <laughs> okay, so um, did you end up seeing the first movie, or did you just go in this one blind? Here's the thing about uh, these Christian movies, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> is, is I, do, I do have a strict rule of uh, never watching a sequel without the first one, but there's no way I could have done that uh, in this case. So I just went straight to God's Not Dead 2. It's on Netflix, so I went. I had to go into my drunk account so it wouldn't fuck up my uh, my statistics and everything and offer up more Christian movies to me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know this was on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Oh, Both of them. Well, are. if you guys want... Case. Yeah, if you get. <laughs> You guys want to check this out? It's on Netflix, but um, we're about to go into uh, several reasons why you should not. Now, here's the thing, Chadley. Uh, there's two things that I know are, in fact, dead. Uh, those are uh, <laughs> punk and God. I, well, here's, there's a lot of things about this movie that I have to say. Uh -huh. um, what I will say is someone who has seen the first one, this one comes closer to actually making some kind of comprehensible point mm -hmm. but still doesn't <laughs> so, okay so I'll, I'll, I'll lay it down for you so the first movie is pre fucking preposterous essentially the first movie this kid is in college and is called and he's a devout christian loves the jeebus and um his college professor says i need you to write a thesis about how god is not real or else i will fail you that doesn't happen. Nobody yeah, does that. Never heard of that happening before. Uh, I'm sorry. Was this such a plague that we needed to make a movie about it? Like, if if I, anything, like the the issues in this one uh, happen in real life. Yeah, I've I've heard of I've heard of this happening. The issues in this one happen in real life, but the problem is, is that like the logical fucking side to be on is the one the movie doesn't want you to be on. Well, that is another thing about uh, this trial, Chadley. In uh, real life, they lost. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So essentially, <laughs> what God's Not Dead 2 is about is um, this girl, played by uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, who spent, eh, you know, most of her time in her life uh, portraying somebody. Yeah. So yeah. Hey, you can't just play. You can't just play somebody who's like casually using witchcraft for eight years and then be like, "Oh, I'm doing Jesus movies now." That doesn't align, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. Well, there was isn't a lot there of rules that, against. I felt. Yeah. Is it? Uh, it's isn't like, it like. Hey, Ernie Hudson. What the fuck, dude? Why was he in it? Why? Why? You're the greatest actor on the planet. Why? Why? Why would you do this, dude? I watched Congo the he, other like, day. Like he's actually. Which is, yeah. Which is which is an Ernie Hudson driven vehicle. Uh. He's fucking the best in that movie. <laughs> I have never seen Congo. But, like, he is good in this movie. But, like, why, 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 why? Easy money, I guess. You probably only have to be there for a day. Considering yeah. how bad it looks. So, essentially, there's this lady. And um, she's a teacher. Played by Melissa Joan Hart of Spring of Teenage, Teenage Witch fame. Melissa and Joey, if you're a fucking dumb shit millennial. Um, so, essentially... Um, she was asked a question by a student about Jesus in school, and she answered it with a lot of swiftness and scripture quoting and a lot of detail. It's a very detailed description. You probably could have got away with this if you had just used a little less detail. That's what I've, <laughs> yeah. that's what I've learned about, uh, about school teaching is, uh, just, just give them a little less detail and, uh, you're good. Yeah, so essentially, and like this is roughly based on a real life thing that happened. Um, 
but the difference is, is as we mentioned earlier, they lost. The fucking the Christians lost in the in the real trial. This one's a little bit more sugarcoated. This is where they're like, "You're free to talk about Jesus now," but we're not. So why would but, you tell anybody that we are? But you're not though. Um, <laughs> oh man, the weird thing about these Christian propaganda films is like. They're not true propaganda because they're not actually bringing any valid points that would convert anyone. They're just <laughs> made. They're just solely made to pr print money from fucking people who believe in Jesus. That's what these movies are made for. And like, it's very clear to see that. <laughs> another, another problem this movie has is it just got like, it's got like a few branching plot lines and num none of them are important. There's like, <laughs> <laughs> there's like a plot line where like the, uh, there's like a pastor who gets subpoenaed by the government? Yeah, and they just they, they just gotta like, drop that. That's like the fucking bullet in Batman versus Superman. It's like we're gonna, we're gonna spend a lot of time. Amy Adams is gonna talk a lot about this bullet, and we will never ever kiss anything <laughs> it about it. Yeah, we'll never finish that one up. And then like that same pastor, like the subpoena plotline ends when he gets like a like an ulcer or something, which uh -huh. also they which also they did nothing with, by the way. Right. There was Correct. no reason for him to get an ulcer. It was not relevant to the film at all. And then there, my favorite side storyline actually was the the Christian Asian kid who his dad uh, disowns. Beat these, yeah, beats beat the shit out of him. Which I really like because that's what I would have done. <laughs> yeah, but like here's another thing I've, too. I've been like, told I've been told I have a lot of Asian sensibilities. So, so um, I don't know, like uh, I don't Very know how familiar with you are. Um, so essentially, like I'm gonna I'm gonna be straight up about this. We're gonna be not very nice about this movie because personally, I'm an atheist. Like I am an atheist. I I do not believe in God. I do not believe in Jesus. Um, so like this is definitely like obviously this is not for me, right? This, Wait, this is not... should, but isn't that the point of these movies though? Like it's is it's. I I think so. You know what? I think so. And that was the point I'm I'm I want to make is that like I don't I I actually don't know because I, I think really the point of this movie is to convince christians to fight harder for their beliefs Maybe, not to convert but, atheists but that's the definition of propaganda and this is clearly propaganda yeah absolutely it is absolutely this is this is this is shameless propaganda there is nothing different between okay maybe i'm maybe i'm exaggerating but there's not a lot of difference between like uh fucking a nazi drawing of a rat and <laughs> you know with a juno's and this because like <laughs> what this does is like it takes well, uh, a group of people, the atheists, and turns them and makes them all fucking angry old Ray Wise. Angry sure. old Ray Wise. But it's just the, the problem is this is so poorly made. If you look at like Soviet era propaganda films like Battleship Patinkman or whatever, that's a good movie. It's propaganda, though, but it's a good movie. This yeah. is just not a well-made movie at all. No, absolutely. It's there's no structure to this movie. Um, there's a bunch of branches that do nothing, and the movie itself is just totally flat. Hey, you know what I don't care about? Anything that happened in this movie. Literally fucking anything. But, like, this movie had me really fucking confused, because they would have, like, the Christian lawyer who's defending the Christian lady just mm -hmm. saying, like, preposterously stupid shit, and everyone in the, in the courtroom just being like, yeah, 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 and just, like, like the music is so uplifting. And then the atheist Ray Wise gets up. They start playing the organ while he's making legitimately good points. And I'm like, oh, wait, the music is telling me I'm not supposed to like this, but that like, he, like the whole his whole thing is that you shouldn't be able to use a history class to sway teenagers into a certain religion. 
Uh-huh. Which, is which is fucking true <laughs> obviously greg it's like you can't just play scary music behind ray weiss <laughs> like because like my favorite character from twin peaks leland leland palmer aka ray weiss uh i i feel like this hey, is ray just weiss, yeah. <laughs> i feel like this is like leland palmer <laughs> like because in that show you never actually see him do any attorney stuff but uh yeah <laughs> I, I feel like this is an extended uh, fucking episode of Twin Peaks. That's why I liked it. Um, but like, essentially, yeah, he would come up, he'd make these good points. Then, okay, so I used I like I said earlier, I'm an atheist, but um, for throughout most of my, I guess, teenage years, I was a very devout Christian, and um, I listened to a lot of that that old Christian music. And let me tell you, it's all fucking bad. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. But one of one of the bigger Christians bands is a little band called Newsboys. Oh, and they're in know this, that. Well, not familiar with them. They're in this movie a lot. They're just like on their tour bus, not acting. And they're like, oh man, that was Amy calling. Turns out she doesn't have cancer. And you know what oh, else it turns is out? Is that what that band is that was in this? Yeah. And then at the end, they, they were like, uh, um, God's not dead. He's surely alive. Like singing the Christian song. That was kind of a good song though. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I wasn't into it. But like that's another thing. It's like at the very beginning of the movie, there's like this girl and she like pulls over and she calls the newsboys on her cell phone. Apparently she's got their number on hookup. Uh and see, I, I thought that may have been something from the first one that I just didn't uh didn't have information wasn't, about. Wasn't okay. Wasn't 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 just so you know, wasn't. Um, <laughs> so essentially she calls the newsboys and she's like, I was just at the doctor. My cancer is gone. And they're like, wow, that's amazing. And she's gone. She's gone. Hey, Charlie, you know who else she has on her cell phone? Who's that? Jesus. Yeah, probably. You know, she might have Jesus. That actually reminds me of the absolutely most preposterous thing that happens in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there. Okay. Oh, hold on. I'm just, I'm getting ahead of myself here. <clears throat> the problem with this movie is that there's a. There's a few people in this movie that are like supposed to be like witnesses or whatever, and they're like sure. people oh, who like yeah. wrote books about Jesus and stuff like that. And like I think they might have got the real actor or the real writers of like actual novels, like Jesus novels, because <laughs> uh-huh. a they couldn't they couldn't act, and b sometimes they would just like flub a line and then they would just be like keep going, be like oh, and they just keep going, like I you know, you'd so, be like, but gee, Jesus was in fact part of a cold cold, cold case. And it was like, whoa, oh I do like uh there's on on my uh on my TV box there's this channel that is is the the Christian scientist channel. And uh it's it's always like dudes trying to disprove like theories and shit and like <laughs> wh- why the Grand Canyon exists and whatnot and how God made it. They're really real fascinating to watch them just like debunk things that are very obviously real. But uh that's what this that's what those guys reminded me of. And I think I have seen some of those on the Christian Scientist channel, which if you guys want to check it out, I think you can just Google Christian Scientist channel. They have a live stream of it 24-7, which I recommend <laughs> yeah. you check out. It's very it's very it's very fun fun stuff. So. Is there an app? Because I'm I'm in. I'm in if there's an I app. Think there's an app. I think I don't know. If oh, not, I'll build yeah. one. But like here's the thing is that this movie makes a lot of really preposterous points, as we made as we said earlier. But I, I want to give some examples just because I I think really like to get down to the to meat and bones of this, we really need to talk about how dumb some of the shit is. Okay, so here's here's sure. a here's a good example. This is the biggest what the fuck moment in the whole movie. The guy comes in and he's like He's like, oh yeah, um, I used to be, 
I, I wrote a book called Cold Case and uh, Tracking Down Jesus. This guy used to be like a cold case cop. This is a real dude. This is actually a real guy that exists. And uh, he used like his cold, like he, when he retired from doing cold cases as like a detective, he fucking picked up the Bible and used it to do a cold case on Jesus to prove that he exists. Which we will get to. Now in here's, risen. yeah, which we will get to in Risen. Here's the problem with that is that in his testimony, he says, I looked at the gospels as if they were eyewitness accounts. Okay, mm, but they're can't, not. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that. That's, that proves absolutely nothing. That's so like you're, saying so like, you're already wrong. <laughs> that's like if I was like Ron Weasley, eyewitness account, Harry Potter happened. You know, like it's just it's fucking preposterous. You can't use characters from a book to prove that a book happened. It's a book. It's a book. I'm sorry. Like I, I'm like I feel bad if anybody who's listening to this is like super into Jesus and like really offended by this. I do apologize because that isn't my intention. But it's just like even even you, like even you, the Jesus listener, you have to understand. You must understand just how preposterous of logic that is. No, I think I I, I have seen reviews for this uh, God's Not Dead two movie from actual Christians where they're like they're embarrassed. For the whole Christian, like the whole Christian faculty, because these movies exist, because they're just clearly money grabs, and I think most sane people can see that, whether or not you're religious or not, because it's just it's so preposterous. Like, well, yeah, and the, and the first one made some money, right? Like the first yeah. one made made like a shitload of money, like a hundred million dollars or something like that. So sure, make a second one, but like, don't you know? Actually, you know what? No, don't fucking no. Yeah, how about no? Don't do that. Like I said. Like I said, this one is about uh, the separation of church and state rather than um, somebody forcing someone to be an atheist. Because, like, in the first one, atheists are villains. In the second one, still pretty villains, but, like, they have redeemable <laughs> moments. Uh-huh. Well, they're, they're, making not, they're, good, not... they're making a lot of good points. Like, they make the, the, the de- defendant lawyer an atheist. Just, like, be like, yeah, some of them got good points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then here's the worst part of the movie. And I'm just going to spoil it because I'm telling you right now, don't fucking ever watch either of these films. <laughs> so like I watched this three at the morning, three in the morning drunk as fuck. It was a great time. At the end of the movie, at the end of the movie, they called the, the fucking teacher to the stand. And they're like, now remember when you're on the stand, you, you have to tell the truth. And so <laughs> she's on the stand and she's like, crying and she was like jesus spoke to me and told me to talk to the people and then the jury is like well she's on the stand she can't be lying and that's that's how the movie ends that's that's how they come to the conclusion she's innocent well actually one of my favorite lines during that was uh (laughs) when the when the lawyer was like see whether or not it's true she believes it and it's like oh all right i guess that's fine then (laughs) it's like no that's mental that's mental (laughs) yeah and and to be fair like it actually like if it's like whether or not she believes it it like whether or not she believes like whether or not it's true or not she believes it okay that has nothing to do with the separation of church and state in any way this this movie was tough because like after seeing the scene where she said the things in class there was a part of me that was like, I don't know if she'd get in this much trouble. I don't know if, if it would go this far. Probably would, though, because the 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 uh, ACLU, which is real, and they're trying to sue Trump all the time. Um, 
they do they do make cases like this and they, and they do make uh they do make cases out of people that do things like this so and i hey man i like what they're doing maybe maybe i've donated to them and their cause before i don't know maybe i don't know <laughs> i just think that i can't really take anyone seriously who's like hmm gay marriage that should be illegal hmm abortion guess that it should be illegal it's like hmm, maybe how about we just do whatever we want how about, yeah, that? How about like how we do whatever the fuck we want <laughs> Because uh, here's the thing. Like, here's the thing about religion, Chadley. You're you're out here uh, preaching to your apostles and uh, eating your last dinners, and uh, me me and Chadley are over here like uh, we don't care. Here's here's a question that I have for this movie. Go ahead. If God is truly not dead, mm-hmm. did He allow such a garbage dumpster to be made? Such a garbage dumpster. <laughs> This movie is almost proof that he is not real. Like, honestly, as far as I'm concerned, this made me want to be an atheist more. Look, uh, <laughs> I'm a fucking moron, but uh, you can't just put fucking spooky music to the atheist <laughs> and, and, like, expect me to to think he's the villain. Like, look, <laughs> me and Chadley, very dumb men. Very yeah. dumb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but clearly, clearly, Something's wrong here if this is making hundreds of millions of dollars. I think we need to just... Well, it's because... I think we need to change our whole entire way of life, Chadley, after seeing this movie. Well, I'm curious now. I'm going to I'm gonna take a look and see if this one made money. Because I know the first one made $100 million, something in that range. Might not have been exactly that, but it was, it was a lot. I want to see if this one made more or less. I didn't hear as much about this one as i did the first one the first one was kind of like a spectacle when it happened it's like kind of like star wars right like everybody was fucking talking about it <laughs> christian you know yeah christian star wars oh man fucking okay hold on god's not dead god's not dead too let's see yeah this one made significantly less this one made 20 million um so this one made a lot a lot less. So I imagine that's it for this franchise. Thank Christ. Well, to be fair, budget of $5 million. But here's... So. Oh, yeah, fair they're, enough. They're cheap to make. And if they're all... They're, yeah, they're fucking... And they're funded by churches usually, so... Yeah, and they hired Melissa Joan Hart. Look, they, you're not... You know, hey, Harold Cronk, why don't you... How about enough is enough, okay? How about enough is enough? Yeah. Um, And here's the thing, is that all these problems that we're laying out, like all these problems would be like a lot more forgivable if the movie wasn't so fucking long long yeah when when nothing like hey have something happen in it nothing's going on everything is uninteresting it's preposterous dude I, i i don't know what else to say about this movie other than like it's almost offensive to anybody who doesn't love jesus and the worst part is is that it has the audacity Audacity to claim that Christian kids are the only kids who get discriminated against. Yeah, it's like of, there's lot, other problems. A lot of white people in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really it's really whitewashing <laughs> problems that aren't white people's problems. Literally the only person the only black person in this movie is Ernie <laughs> fucking Hudson, and he plays a fucking judge. A he nonpartisan judge. Yeah, absolutely. Um so let's talk about that uh Let's talk about the Pastor Dave character. Okay, that, sure. That, t- that guy. Thomas Hayden Church? No, it kind of looks like it, though. <laughs> I, I forget what that guy's name is. Uh, he, he's kind of famous. He was on, like, Bones or, like, some shit like that. Um, but he does he does all these movies with Harold Cronk. He did, 
like a couple of movies with Harold Kronk and uh, Christopher Lloyd that I believe were also Jesus themed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course he was uh, the same. This was the only character that carried over from the first movie. The rest of it's all new. Um, that guy's kind of good. <laughs> like it's, it's not you know, that bad, really. <laughs> yeah, that guy's kind of good. And I was like really confused. Ray Wise is the best actor in this movie. Let's be yeah, cool. dude, he's like, well, him and Ernie Hudson are like, there's actually quite a few people that are like legitimately good actors. And it's like, what are you doing? What? <laughs> yeah, what? what? why didn't, Melissa Joan Hart, on the other on the other hand, uh, never acted a day in her life. Yeah. Never, never had to, I guess. Never had to. She was given money from the time she was like 12 years old to just say shit. It's never not, had to act. It's not like Ernie Hudson's an outspoken Christian. I don't. I mean, I think he's been in Christian movies before, um, from from what I yeah. can recall. But it's not like he's an outspoken, like fucking Christian person. I've never heard of it. Here's the thing: is that for some of these actors, I mean, paycheck's a paycheck. That's why fucking Nick Cage is in Left Behind. I don't know if he's Christian, dude, but. Dude, He's Nick, fucking Nick Cage is fucking something for sure. <laughs> I don't know if it might be Scientology, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's something for sure. No, he probably couldn't. He's got it. he's got some sort of wacky religion. He might have he's, his own. Yeah, he might. Oh, you know what? I think you might be actually right on that one. Like non-ironically, I think you're right. What that he's a Scientologist or that he has his own? No, that he has his own. Oh, like, Ter- right. like Terrence Howard. Yeah, like Terrence Howard. The only the only member of Terrence Howard's church though is his wife that he's got locked in a dungeon. Yeah, but that's that's um, still that's still something, Chad. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, yeah it's true. Um, so here's the thing, is it uh, movies with Christian themes, Christian movies, it's like there's a lot of them. There is like I think like 30 came out this year. It was insane. Um there's a lot that we're not touching on today, um, that we will never touch on because I don't want to have miracles from Miracles from Heaven. I think um, oh, yeah. there's a few. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a few other ones, but um, I think they're mostly like just just like straight to DVD shit that you can like get at like fucking Christian bookstores. Yeah, and like Creation Fest and shit like that in like uh, in Washington and shit like that. Like just <laughs> d- yeah, d- dumb shit, you know. Fucking Dude, people. Have- go to- Let's go to Creation Fest, Chadley. You want to go to? You know what? I've been to Creation Fest, dude. It's fucking awful dude it's terrible let's do a live pod from from the stage of creation fest <laughs> yeah we'll do it we'll do a live pod reviewing the god's not dead franchise <laughs> and see how many people boo us yeah that's actually a fucking hilarious idea it's like, a good bit dude <laughs> pretend that we're totally christians and then just do like scathing reviews of these christian movies in front of a bunch of christian people to see how they react that's a pretty good fucking borat bit <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like, they're, usually they're not very good, and there's a lot of them. Um, but Buck and I have both uh, – we've both um, basically pulled out five. I basically made mine, like, either Christian-themed or based on Bible story-type movies. See, um, I, I took a different uh, – I took a different uh, route on mine. I made uh, them just, like, any religion, religious-type movie, uh, touches on religion – you ever seen Jutopia with uh with Martin no Martin Short? No, what's that guy's name? No, I have seen the Hebrew Hammer though. Oh, I do. I've never seen the Hebrew Hammer. I've heard that's awesome though. Yeah, Hebrew Hammer's good. So my number five is a movie that, like, as an atheist, this is gonna sound fucked up that I enjoy this movie. Like, I'm just gonna tell you straight up. As an atheist, I enjoy this movie. Number five is Passion of the Christ. Mm, and our now, boy Mel. My boy Mel Gibson. Here's why. Before y'all start being like, man, this guy's really fucked up. Here's why. Christians watch this movie for 
all the wrong reasons and they love it they, <laughs> yeah. they love it but they're watching it for all the wrong reasons they're like i want to watch this movie I they fucking do easter showings of this movie in churches and like you can bring your kids and shit dude now that's something we should go see <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah i would love to do that do fucking live pod live commentary yeah dude live commentary <laughs> at a church the back <laughs> of a church of passion of the christ be as crass as possible um so here's here's why Passion of the Christ is is good. I think is a decent movie. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's really brutal and maybe unnecessarily so, but holy shit, is it ever a spectacle? Like it is visually a gripping movie. It Mel Gibson's fuck- a good director, man. Yeah, dude, and he's good at. And you know what? Jim Caviezel is also a good actor. So I ain't mad at it. Hey, you, yeah, Mel Gibson, you hate Jews but love love cheeseburgers. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody, man. Here's the thing: is that I think I'm at a point where I'm ready to forgive Mel. Oh, have you seen Hacksaw Ridge yet? I'm ready. You, you'll be ready. Yeah. You'll be ready to forgive. <laughs> I'm, I think I think I'm down. I think I'm down. I'm ready to. I'm ready Hacks- to embrace Mel Gibson movies again. Hacksaw Ridge is a great Christian heavy-handed film that uh, has a <laughs> lot of violence in it, and I, and I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, great, great! We get to talk about that a little bit. We get to talk about Jesus a little bit more in the new year. That's uh, I can't wait for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's your number five? Number five. Uh, I guess I'll go with uh, Life of Brian. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, it's based on the story of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's got, it's got religious overtones. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you Life of Brian. It's absolutely satire. It's a, it's about as preposterous as what we're doing right now. But yeah, yeah I'll give you Life of Brian. <laughs> Okay, well, it's only going downhill for me here, so. Yeah, oh, great. Uh, my number my number four, how would you like, uh, have you ever wanted to see uh, Liam Neeson play Jesus? Yes. And yeah, I have would. in uh, Star Wars Episode One, Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> but how would you like Liam Neeson to play Jesus, but also be a lion? Ooh, all right. Ooh. Oh, I see where you're going with this. My number four <laughs> is Chronicles, Chronicles of Narnia. Here's the thing, is that this was a really big movie in the day, and like, parents would take their kids to it and then about three-fourths through the movie they'd be like oh shit oh this is a jesus movie yeah not as not as uh, yeah not as, not as jarring as the golden compass but uh, i agree i've not i've i've not i don't think i've ever seen golden compass like i feel like maybe i've seen it but like no here's the thing I know, I, like- I know i know you've never seen the golden compass because your parents wouldn't let you see it Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. My parents wouldn't let me see it because it was like anti-Christianity or something, right? Because they kill God, right? They kill God. Yes. Now what? Now what happens? I don't. I've never seen it either because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> right. My parents wouldn't let me go see that because they killed God. Fucking rest in peace, I guess. I don't. I was like seventeen when that movie came out. What the fuck, <laughs> mom and dad? Yeah. I'm an adult now. I get to make my own choices. Let me watch Golden Compass. Watch fuck Golden you, Compass, mom. right? <laughs> You're not my dad. You can't tell me not to watch Golden Compass. Uh, now, uh, this is not Christian. This is a new, new, new Christian. This is a, this is Mormons. This is about Mormons. Um, okay, I don't mind. I don't mind Mormons. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Trey and Matt Parker, right? Of South Park. Yeah. Park? A, I mean, a little, yeah. A little before. No, I'm not gonna say. I'm, I'm not gonna say Book of Mormon, Chadley. Obviously, that's not a film. Uh, before. <laughs> yeah. Before they made that, they made a little film called uh, Orgasmo, which was uh, which was about these young Mormon boys that got recruited into pornography. Uh, and it's a great film if you've never seen it. Uh, so I'm going to go with Orgasmo. 
You you certainly are taking this a much different route than I took it. <laughs> my number three, my boy Charlton Heston, uh, Ten Commandments. This is yeah, actually a pretty. All right. This, this is when I think we're getting into uh, the territory of like actually maybe kind of decent movies. Uh, this one's okay. It's just it's just so fucking long. It's like four and a half hours. It's so fucking long. Yeah, it's uh, Yeah, but there's uh, I mean, it's better than Exodus. Yeah, you don't, got, sure. you don't got fucking you don't got fucking Ridley Scott on the chops, so it's all right. On the chops. Yeah, on the on the fucking chops. So um, you know, this one's all right. This one's okay. I I don't know if I'll ever see it again, but I enjoyed it when I saw it. I guess. Yeah, uh, my number three. We're gonna touch on uh, Scientology a little bit. This is going clear. Oh, you know what? I've heard this is awesome. I really want to see this movie. Yeah, you um, should watch Going Clear. It's uh, freaking incredible. Incredible. Yeah, it's film. all it's all about it's all about Tom Cruise being God, isn't it? Tom Cruise, Tommy Cruise. Sort of. Yeah, I'm I'm actually really interested in Going Clear, and I I wanted to watch it on the pod a, a while back, but I think we I vetoed it for something else. I think like something else dropped. It was like fucking like Ghostbusters, or no, it was it was before that. It was like might have been John Wick. I don't remember. Could have been John Wick. Which, by the way, is a fucking excellent film. So number two. My number two. Uh, same story as uh, the Ten Commandments, but uh, this time it's animated. Prince of Egypt. This oh, is all right. This is the Ten Commandments made much more fun, much more watchable. Throwing a little Steve Martin for comedy, um, and then just tightened up, tightened up, and made fun. This is a really good movie. I actually like. I actually really adore Prince of Egypt. I think it's a really decent movie. Of course you do. You're a little, you're yeah, a little, ba- you're a little baby boy Christian. Um, yeah. <laughs> we all know how Chad was conditioned feels. this way. We all know how fe- Chadley feels about Kevin Smith. Uh, oh, do I hate him? Yeah, you hate him. But, uh, there's <laughs> one film that you've never seen from Kevin Smith, and that's a little movie called Red State. Uh, oh, that's true. I have never seen Red State. Most people would go go uh, with Dogma as the Kevin Smith uh, key religious film. I'm going to have to say you should probably watch Red State. Uh, it's about some Christian fundamentals that uh, trap some ladies in their house and uh, they have to go on a murder spree to get out. Um, John Batman. Michael Parks. Oh, dude, that's right. That's right. John, John Batman and Mark. Doesn't Michael Parks monologue for like 20 minutes? John, or yeah, Michael Bat- or uh, Michael Parks does, in fact, monologue for about uh, 15 minutes of the film, which is great. Now, my number one, here's what I'm going to tell you before we go into before we go into Risen. I'm just going to say it straight up. I am actually, despite not believing in God or Jesus at all, I am super interested in the story of Jesus. I think it's a really fascinating story. And uh, I think when told well, properly. Well, it has, it has lasted over the years, Chadley, whether or not the validity of it. It is a well-told story. It's, it's a timeless classic. Quick, before it goes back into the Disney vault, snatch it up. Um <laughs> Um, and I think when told properly, the Jesus story is absolutely riveting, especially if you got uh, Martin Scorsese directing and Willem Dafoe playing Jesus. Sure. This is the last temptation of Christ. Holy fucking shit. This is a good movie. This is a really good movie. Martin Scorsese dipping back into the religion in his new film. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Silence. So, silence. Silence. Oh, yeah. Getting back Andrew Garfield this time instead of Willem Dafoe. Weird trade, but I'm I'm down with it. Weird trade, but I think we'll, we'll see how it goes. Because <laughs> if if you if you saw Hacksaw Ridge, 
you know that Andrew Garfield is good at uh, playing a dumb dude. So <laughs> anyway, my number one, uh, this is a, this is one is about uh, an un, undescript religion, but uh, one you can probably assume is Scientology. This is the master, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, yeah, yeah, PTA. Uh, it's Philip Seymour. PTA. Right? Philip Seymour and your boy Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, Joaquin. Joaquin. Have you ever, have you ever seen The Master? You know what? Maybe, but I don't think so. <laughs> you probably, I, probably I, watch The Master. The Master is a fucking very good movie. I feel like I went on a PTA spree like, and watched all his movies in a night, but then bl- they all blended together and I forgot which ones were which. <laughs> and I feel like at some point in my life I did that. A Paul Thomas Anderson, a fawn. PTA Dude, I, do love, I do fucking love PTA thon. Boogie nights, boogie nights. Boogie nights. Too bad boogie all nights. Paul Thomas Anderson movies are three fucking hours. So, uh, <laughs> hey, could you just cut them down a little bit? I was like the one night I went on a Scorsese thon last year when I watched fucking Casino and Taxi back to back and almost died. Yeah. <laughs> Two, two of the best films ever fucking made, though. So. <laughs> yeah, both both pretty fucking good. Casino is so good. Casino is the Scorsese movie that everybody... Dude, Casino, fucking... Casino is the Goodfellas of Martin Scorsese's. <laughs> All right, so um, this is the Christmas episode. I'm wearing a Christmas sweater, so I think it's I think it's fitting that we talk about Christmas. I know that uh, you're going to be... Uh, Buckley Duke is basically... He's going to be uh, up in Hollywood. Uh, yeah, Christmas. fuck Hollywood LaDuke. I'm going to fucking Hollywood for Christmas. I don't give a fuck. I have a tumor. I do whatever yeah. I want. Yeah, and he's um essentially he's up there. He's gonna be up there uh negotiating some of the some of the con- some of the kinks in the contract that we have with uh with Disney on the Qui-Gon Jin spin-off that we're the Qui-Gon Jin right. spin-off. I'm gonna go see my boy Hayden Hayden Christensen. He he'll be down there too for Christmas. Uh Is Hayden's Hayden's gonna be down there? Hayden's gonna be down there. He's got some stuff to work on. Uh see what what you people non non Hollywood insiders don't understand is Christmas is when the fucking the 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 scumbags the people that just want that have come there chasing a dream but they're all uh, they're all they're all restaurant people they all work in restaurants they're trying to be actors though those people are all gone and what's left is the Hollywood in crowd Jedi and that's what you people don't understand the best time to go to Hollywood is during Christmas it's when yeah, it's absolutely. when deals get done it's when deals get done. And Hollywood, like everybody fucking leaves. Like all all the shitty people fucking leave. And, and, Here's the thing about Hollywood, Chadley. It's filled with untalented people trying to make it. And they're all from the Midwest. And and <laughs> and during Christmas, they all go home for like two, three weeks. But not not and this so, guy. This guy goes there. So then all of a sudden you, you like you, you buy you show up to you show up to all, fucking universe. It's executives and they're like, Where is everybody? I'm like, I'm here. I never quit. I don't stop. <laughs> And they're like, you got an appointment? And you're like, do I need one? Do I need one? I got, I got Look, that's Hayden Christensen. And they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> we haven't seen that guy in 15 years. Oh, shit. That's, that's cool that you're seeing Hayden, though. Seeing Hayden, though. Um, make, sure you, make sure you slap high five. Um, Absolutely. I'll post pictures online with Hayden Christensen because we know him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We're going make to a Lakers game, game, actually. We're going to a Lakers game together. Did you guys, like, do you guys already have tickets? Yes, of course. Okay. You think you think I don't I don't prepare for things, Chadley? Uh, I was I was just saying, like, if you're gonna go to the Lakers game, Lakers game with Hayden, I know that he like always forget shit like that, and like he'll just show up, like you'll show up to a movie and you'll be like, did you, did you get the tickets? He's like, oh no, I didn't buy tickets, and then the movie sold out. That's happened to me twice. Right. Happened to me two times. I'm also going to a Star Wars party, um, where we'll be they'll be showing the 
a bunch of Star Wars films, um, but mostly Rogue One. So, oh, dude, that's awesome. Are they showing Rogue One more than once? I don't know. It's a Star Wars oh. party, Chadley. It, it's it's only says it's its last build, so I assume they're playing it last. I hope that uh, I hope that the next film that they make in that Star Wars franchise, besides our Qui Gon Jinn movie, of course, is um, mm-hmm. uh, Star Wars: A Star Wars Story Rogue Two. <laughs> oh yeah, because <laughs> that's a fucking, that's, that's a, a clever joke. joke. That's a good that's a good fucking joke, and nobody will make it. Um, so yeah, that's what uh, that's what you're up to for Christmas. I'm gonna be here, uh, basically awaiting, essentially you to text me that uh, what's <laughs> that going on with their contract. Yeah. And then, then well, we're like, I, yeah, I'll I'll fly down hopefully at the end of the month. I'm not sure. We'll talk about it in January when we come back from the Christmas break. Sure. Um, but speaking of Christmas Eve, we're talking business on pod, so that means that means you know we can get in trouble. Disney might listen to this. Just kidding, Disney. Uh, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. It's not like they're going to not hire us now because... Here's the thing about Disney is uh, why don't we give some more spoils away, Chantley? In the new year, Disney is scouting us to have a uh, a movie review show um, that, that recounts the history of movies on uh, on the Disney channel there. So we won't be we won't be cursing yes. as much, but... Uh, well, yeah, it's like it's it's something like... I don't want to give too much away, but it's just like it's it's something similar to what we do now, but like more aimed at... At like educating younger audiences. Yeah, educating movies. the younger audience of, on, on how movies work. But we don't want to like, see, I have this book right here. It's called the Cinema Book. And it's about, uh, I don't know, a couple thousand pages. What we're going to do is we're going to condense this into like, uh, you know, a more, a more uh, edible, a more, a more easy to understand uh, type thing to teach uh, you know, kids about filmmaking. Yeah, I, what I wanted to do was to have like a, a lightning round at the end of every episode where like the kids have to oh, they'll, they'll be games, answer for sure. Yeah, a- answer trivia. Um, I know that I said I said I wanted to fi- like five minutes of the show, and Disney kind of turned that one down, which I get. It's fine, but you know, I think Chadley uh, would make a great kids ho- kids show host, even though we curse a lot. I, I can curb it. I can curb yeah. it. <laughs> I can yo. I can make it work, dude. I can make it work. So uh, let's talk Christmas Eve, Patrick Stewart vehicle. Yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying. Hey, I, I was just trying to put this off, but like, was Patrick Stewart on set for a day? Do you think? Yeah, I, I do think. I'll also, let you know that I looked up the, um, uh, the gross for this movie, like how much money this movie made. This movie made ninety thousand dollars. <laughs> was this released in theaters? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was in. It was in my theater. Fucking here. I remember it coming out and being like, "Ooh, I probably won't go see that." Uh, I do know that it was in theaters for all of two weeks. I feel like it's trying to cash um, on like the, the the Gary Marshall money, like, but like bad. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. like those are already look, look, bad. <laughs> Gary Marshall movies are really bad when they're Gary Marshall, but rest when there's someone peace, that's not peace. Gary Marshall, yeah, rest in peace. But when it's someone who's not Gary Marshall trying to be Gary Marshall. It's it's fucking absolutely unwatchable. Like uh, I'm not sure because I didn't look it up, but um, Cheryl Hines, most notably known for her improv TV shows, uh, was this improv? Because <laughs> it was yeah. like it felt like it wasn't written. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so what this movie is about is that like it's like one of those Christmas or uh, not Christmas New Year's Eve Gary Marshall type movies, Valentine's Day, but the, the difference is is that in this one. Every character is stuck in an elevator with different different wacky characters. Sure. 
Yeah, uh-huh. That's what it's okay. about. So we got four different plot lines, but they're not really different. They're all the same plot line. Four times, essentially. Well, they're, not, they're essentially not about anything. But, uh, <laughs> None of the plot I think, I think, I think, hold on. I think this movie is about people finding God in an elevator. But I was too distracted by James Roday of psych fame. Uh, practically assaulting a woman in an elevator. <laughs> okay, to, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to talk about. Because, like, my brother, I watched this with my brother, and we both agreed that, like, in the point when it's not showing on screen, he must have, like, he's for sure viciously raping her. Because, like, <laughs> that plot line. So there's a plot line where they're in, like, a freight elevator. It's, like, this girl <laughs> and this, like, creepy guy. And he busts out his camera and like starts snapping photos of her. And it's like, let me take your picture. And she's like cowering in fear under a coat being like, please don't, please. I don't want this, please. It's, it's the most thinly veiled fucking rape allegory I've ever seen. Yeah, holy shit, dude. It's really uncomfortable. And the worst part about it is that like later in the movie, she's just like, ah, maybe you're a good guy. And it's like, after what he did, I would say, no, not maybe. He's a <laughs> Probably good guy. not though, right? <laughs> yeah, probably not. And like that plot line is, the problem with this movie is it's a lot of empty and unfinished plot lines. Um. <sighs> Specifically, let's talk Patrick Stewart. Let's let's you know let's go let's go plot line by plot line, and then we'll discuss why each one is bullshit. Um, you got the Patrick Stewart plot line, and here's why that one's bullshit. Okay, so he's stuck in like one of those fucking elevators on construction on the construction of a building, and it's like outdoors or whatever. He, he plays a trumpo and like, character. Scrooge, yeah, he plays a, a fucking Scrooge, a Scrooge trumpo. Yeah, I'd say yeah, I, I would say akin to Ebenezer Scrooge. He's basically like he's basically like I said I wanted five five floors of space, and if you don't give me five floors of space, you are fired. He's like fucking Pete from the movie. Way movie. over the top, really, really preposterous. So you could tell he didn't give a shit. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> he was, he was like, there for the cool like forty mil. Like I'm here, I'm here in front of this green screen in an elevator, and uh, here's the thing about your Christmas movie: we don't care. Yeah, we don't fucking care. And here's the problem: is that like poorly green I feel screen? Like every because it was supposed to be outside, right? Uh, There's like a night drop green screen background, and it looked fucking terrible. Yeah. Here's and here's the problem: is that like I feel like when the screenwriter was, if there was a screenwriter, anyways, um, if when the screenwriter, I, was I, I do have this, a hunch this might be some sort of an improv type thing. He decided that he wanted to start a bunch of plot lines and finish none of them. Mm-hmm. And like, there's just like little cues in this movie that are like, okay, but why'd that happen? For instance, when Cheryl Hines pulls out a gun and starts shooting it in the elevator. Uh huh. Yeah. Don't probably why? don't do that, right? Okay. Okay. First of all, a don't don't pull out a gun in an elevator, and b why did the rest of that elevator just sort of ignore the fact that she had a gun on her for the rest of the movie? Uh huh. As that, as that, she pulled out the gun and started shooting it, and everyone's like, don't shoot a gun. And it's like, ask her why she's got it, for Christ's sake. Well, they do mention it at the beginning um, a little bit, just so that they could have that punchline. But, uh, yeah. I mean, anyway, it's not I'm, funny. I'm trying, to, I'm, trying to go pl- I'm trying to go plot line by plot line here, and I'm, I'm, fucking, I'm having trouble doing that, just because I keep getting distracted about shit. But, like, Patrick Stewart. Okay, so Patrick Stewart, here's the problem. Is that, like, with all the plot lines in this movie, I feel like every, like character building realization that happens in this movie happens off screen because there's like 
fucking Patrick Stewart is like is like calling people on like the elevator phone, being like, "If I'm not down in five minutes, you're fired, and you'll get fired from your next three jobs." And then the next scene is like, "I miss my son," and it's like, "Wait, what?" Well, here's here's why I think it's plotted like that because, um, uh, it it it, it kind of indicates like there's a there's a grand design to these seemingly random events, uh, like god right it's like this is a this is a christian movie in disguise like <laughs> you know what i i didn't pick up on that but like I, and you know what I, I i'm not sure i see it but i like i do get what you're saying i just don't know if to I, me to me it's very clearly about people finding something uh yeah because like if when we get to the to the to the storyline that really pushes it the fucking uh the 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 hospital one um holy shit fuck i forgot about that like i i think there's there's more underlying christian tones in this film you know what i think maybe you're giving it credit for fuck you know what you're right you're right you're right you're right thinking about that hospital thing you're absolutely correct this is a jesus movie you're totally right it's it's in disguise though so i you know i kind of give points for that (laughs) yeah absolutely you know what you are absolutely correct um so that's the Patrick Stewart one. There's not much else to that one. Basically, it's so thin. It's like, why is this yeah. even a part of this movie? It's just to have Patrick Stewart's name on the fucking. And he's the biggest thing on the poster. It's like, yeah, but he's in it for five minutes. You know who? You know whose name is also real big on the poster? Let's who, talk. Yeah, let's talk John Hitter. Okay. I fucking love that. Why? So though? John. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Heater. Essentially what happened with this character is that he's been fired from his job at a tech company. And then on the elevator down, he gets stuck in the elevator with the boss that fired him. Ah, and like, yeah. he, he launches into defensive mode really fast. They're like standing in the elevator and like, they're like, you know, like it's like sucky and it's awkward. And then he's like, you know, I'm sorry that I had to lay you off. And he's like, you fired me. And like, I'm like, okay, well, I watched the scene. He got laid off. He was like, you hate me and you hate everything. And it's like, whoa, John Heater, I would pump the brakes for a second here. Because this guy was really just trying to do his job. And then like, by the end of the elevator fucking thing, by the end of the elevator thing, they become best friends and design a fucking like solar panels or some shit, and then yeah. he rehires. Yeah, them. and and you know how, uh, you know how that uh, that that came to be, because of God. How's that? God oh yeah, him. was that one? Was God? Did God help him in that one? I don't know, Chadley. I think I think that's the whole underlying thing. But uh, John Hedder should play nerds more. I think uh, he got away from himself trying to play like funny guys and comedies, but uh, yeah, and like uh, and like. Yeah. Let's roll it I'm back like, to like Silicon Valley ass nerds. Come on. Yeah, and and gay best friend. He was trying to do some gay best friend stuff too. He's a Mormon in, uh, in rom coms. Is he? Is he a Mormon? Is he a Mormon? Yeah, he, he is a Mormon. Yeah, that's why. That's why he's he's a Mormon. Then the Napoleon Dynamite guys because uh, they're Mormons. Like is is Jared, Jared Hess? Jared Hess is a Mormon. Yeah, Jared Hess and uh, his wife. Oh. They're they're Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> that's why, oh, that's why Napoleon Dynamite's so good. It's a it's a Mormon movie. Dude, that's that's maybe that's why it's so dry. Uh, uh, so that's okay. That's really all there is to that plot line too. It that one kind of that one is the only one that maybe kind of gets solved. Yeah, that's probably the and, one I like the most because it was only on screen for about three minutes. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, let's talk about probably the worst plot line in the whole movie, and it's because it was so goddamn fucking packed, and that was the dumb orchestra plot line, where you got yeah. Cheryl Hines and uh, a guy that they clearly wanted to get uh, fucking Ricky Gervais for, but he wouldn't do it, obviously. Obviously, and he wouldn't do it. Obvi- obviously not. And then a bunch of no-names. Um, who are here's the thing is that like every no name in this movie i feel like they tried to get a famous person for it and there and then they couldn't they only succeeded for, anybody, uh, anybody. for for a couple well patrick stewart yeah they got patrick stewart they got john heater and they got gary cole who's barely famous anymore <laughs> gary cole's not famous <laughs> i had to cole look up his name. <laughs> um so in this i can't even tell you what happened in the fucking orchestra one because i think it was nothing they're like standing there and and like arguing about how this girl has a gun and then another girl has a water bottle and they argue about like that for a little while about who gets the water. And you know, then I didn't realize there was so many different things going on in this movie. That's how little I was paying attention. I thought there was like three storylines. No, the more I think about it, there's like six or seven. The yeah, there's fuck? a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Um, and then like near the end of this plot line, this fucking stupid orchestra plot line where they're like, I always wanted to be a dancer. When I get out of here, I'm going to be a dancer. And when I get out of here, yada, yada, yada. And then they're like, turn to the guy, clearly supposed to be Ricky Gervais. So they're like, what are you going to do when you get out here? And he's like, I'm going to confess to the woman of my love, woman of the love of my life that I love her. And they're like, oh, who's the love of your life? And he's like, Donna. And he points at Cheryl Hines. And then they start like making out. But here's the problem with that. All right. Is that in the whole movie, these two characters who suddenly are like in love with each other just on a whim, no interactions. None. They didn't interact with each other at all. How are you in love with this person? You didn't speak to her the whole movie. Uh-huh. How am I supposed to believe that you were infatuated with this woman that you didn't even have the fucking balls to speak to? I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense, but dude, you're 50. You're 50. You're glossing over a little a little section that uh, that uh, was really astounding during this during this storyline is uh, when there's just five minutes of them playing their instruments. No, <laughs> Got to oh fill time, God, dude. Yeah. And there's like there's like a fat guy in there who's just like singing, and I'm like, wait, wait, how is this guy in an orchestra? You can't be a like you can't be a singer in an orchestra, can you? Is that a thing? Am I wrong? Uh, I think he was like a third party or something. <laughs> okay, he was just he was just there. That one wasn't as fun as any of the other ones, and here's why: because all these characters already knew each other. Uh-huh. You get stuck in an elevator with someone you know. Who gives a shit? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, who fucking who fucking cares? It's it's literally no different than sitting in a room with them, which is probably what you're doing with your time, anyways. Who cares? Yeah. Gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, who fucking cares? Then we got another plot line that has absolutely nothing to do with anything. And that is the plot line with the two girls trying to fuck the guy oh, in the dude, in This the one's story. my favorite, though, for sure, because it's, it's, so, it's so silly. <laughs> you got this dude wearing, like, a fucking Chippendale Santa, Santa costume. And, like, then he's, like, he's this tatted-up motherfucker. Yeah, looks like a dumb dude, which I like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and he was. And he was a dumb dude the whole movie. and. Basically, these two girls trying to fuck them while this, like, smart guy trying to fuck, trying to fuck the, the dark-headed one who's trying to fuck the strong guy that her friend, the blonde, is also trying to fuck. Mm-hmm. That's correct. And by the, by the way, just so you know, there's, like, two, two parts in this movie where, like, Glenn is, like, 
in like the character Glenn, who's like the smart architecture or art guy, and he's like infatuated with this tall brunette girl, and that just goes. That's nothing. That's not about anything. They, they, he doesn't pursue it at all. Absolutely not. At the end of the because of how that that storyline ends is uh, is amazing. It's it's one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. In in this movie, that's completely unbelievable. There's one scene that is perfect. Absolutely it's perfect. Right? There's one scene that's absolutely perfect. And that's uh, at the very end of the storyline when the strong strong dude's walking away with both girls and Patrick Stewart sees them because they all tie up at the end. So I don't want to give away that too soon, but they all tie up at the end and Patrick Stewart's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty preposterous. Um, but like, there's one part of the movie I actually kind of liked and it's like, it was like the art guy in this, uh-huh. the art guy did like this really long and kind of fascinating mostly bullshit but kind of fascinating monologue um uh, about about art that i that i actually kind of enjoyed it was the pro- the only enjoyable part of the entire film which uh, which which one was that which guy was he that? was like his name was glenn he was like the he was like the art he worked at like the art museum and, and then he like did he monologued and pretended that he was showing everybody art because they're like show us what you do and then he pretended that he was showing them art hmm. It's not very, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not that fascinating. Barely remember that. Barely remember that. (laughs) It's not very fascinating, but it's much more fascinating than anything else in the movie. And then you have like, here's, oh man. They had like this fucking dumb nerd character in the elevator too. Mm -hmm. And like the, with the strong guy and he (laughs) offered nothing up except for being like a fucking dumb nerd who says dumb nerd shit. And like Powerful. the problem with that character, the problem with that character is that he's too real. Cause like we see stereotypical, like, mm, yes, point, you know, Poindexter's like Poindexter nerds all the time, but very rarely do we see like nerds as they truly are pieces of An- shit. And they annoying, really annoying that. pieces of trash. <laughs> yeah, annoying pieces of shit. And this movie really portrayed that. This is the, this is the Punch Nerds <laughs> podcast network. We hate them. Yeah, we love to punch nerds. Because like nerds on the internet, they like to they like to yell about stuff. But let me tell you about you know how much of that stuff they like to yell about is important. None of it. Well, I guess this is as good a time None as any it. to announce uh, announce the new podcast on the Punch Nerds uh, podcast network. This is uh, mm-hmm. our boy Hardner. Uh, we all we all know him from good stuff. Uh, we're starting up the, uh, the the Punch Trekkies, the Punch Trekkies podcast where we talk about Star Trek. So uh, look for that in the new year. Oh God bless. Are you guys just talking about the TV show? Or well, we're starting out. We're 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 going to talk about all the movies, and then uh, we're going to dive into the new series in May, and then after that, we'll just uh, watch the episodes. I guess. Okay, that's pretty cool. Unfortunately, that means that we will never watch Star Trek as a franchise on this show. That's but, all right. Uh, we'll get you. We'll get you in for a couple episodes. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind jumping aboard for it for a fucking Star Trekathon. Um. So where were we? Right. Oh my god, this movie is just so fucking bad. The problem with this movie is that nobody is interesting. None of the characters are interesting. Mm-hmm. They're all very flat, very bland, very stereotyped because they have very little time to introduce you to each character before it's like, oh shit, now it's just over. Like, I think I think overall John Heater may have had, I think you said like three minutes of screen time. Like, that sounds about right. Correct. It's not yeah, a very long not... movie, but it feels like an eternity because it's so shitty. <laughs> Um. Then what do we got? What's what will be after that? We got fucking. Hus- I think just the hospital storyline. Sh- 
I feel like there's another one. I don't think so. I feel like there's one more. I don't believe so. Oh, we didn't we, we didn't really talk about like the rape one with, with the creepy guy. And how oh, that one I, I really like James Roday though. But like oh man, bad character. Yeah, dude, really bad character. <laughs> like almost like we shouldn't feel any emotion for this character at all other than like incredible anger. Yeah. If if you felt anything but angry towards how awful and terrible this cock sucking piece of shit that they want us to like, they're trying to make the rapist the hero in this movie. I want you to know that they they're trying to make a raper a hero in this movie, and that's that's its worst crime. It's absolute worst crime. He was uh at the film festival. I saw he was in this movie with uh with uh, Danny Glover about AIDS. That was really fucking good. And uh, I. I'd watch that. Probably go watch that. Probably go watch that instead of this fucking movie. <laughs> Holy shit. And um, yeah, you know what? Let's just breeze over it. Basically, at the end of that plot line, he basically is like, hey, do you want to fuck? And she's like, I got a boyfriend. He's like, okay. And then he goes and does ballerina. I'm not making this shit up. Ballerina. Um, I think yeah, it was like some sort of ba- fucking ballet. tap dance. Tap, you're right. It was tap dance. And then he goes and does tap dance. And you know what, you know what importance that has? None. Not nothing. Zero. It was also an after-credit scene, which is better than anything the Marvel universe has ever put out. So, then we have the hospital. All right, here we go. This one's the Jesus-heavy one. Mm-hmm. Essentially, Gary Cole is like, "I don't believe in Jesus," and then this old lady is like, "Oh yeah," and he's like, "Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's really all there is to it." Like, it almost feels like they're going to try and prove to Gary Cole that Jesus exists, but then they don't ever. There's like, there's a part, there's also a part where like one of the, one of the nurses is being annoying. So they sedate him. Hey, you go to jail for that. Yeah. That's, 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 uh, that's a jailable offense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it was like, they fucking, they hacked a huge needle into his neck. <laughs> Can't do that. All right, we're we're already over an hour. We can't talk about this movie anymore, Chadley. Um, this movie this movie has absolutely no events in it, and that's the fucking problem. It's not about anything. It's not even about Christmas. Like, what is this? What is it? What is it supposed to be? I <laughs> couldn't then tell at you. the end of the movie, then at the end of the movie, all of them like link up. Like the dumb nerd in the in the thing in the fucking one elevator is like the husband of the girl in the one elevator, and they, they all link up a little bit. Oh, that's, that's the nerd. I forget. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot who that even was. <laughs> here's, but here's the problem, is that they're all linking up, and it's like, oh, that person is this person that they spoke about. That person's this person. But, like, Patrick Stewart is like, I miss my son. And it's like, oh, which one of them is going to be a son? Uh, none of them, because they just yeah, drop probably, that. Probably none of them, though. <laughs> yeah, probably none of them. Let's not finish that plot line off. Who gives a shit, right? It felt like the first half of a movie. It it's very like clear. It's very movie. clear that uh, they didn't get Patrick Stewart for as long as they wanted, and that uh, they didn't finish a lot of it. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I honestly think that there's like another thirty minutes of this movie that just didn't happen. Was John Hedder supposed to be his son? I think no, no, because John Hedder was the uh, the the girl who got who was raped in the elevator. That was her her boyfriend. Right, right. Forgot about that. Right. Maybe it was maybe yeah. it was James Roday. <laughs> That's what I figured, but they never touched on it. They, all they did was like they showed a like a post credit scene with James Roday, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be him being Patrick Stewart's son. Then he's tap dancing, and it's like, oh, 
Wow. Mr. Akhtar, right? Yeah. Probably, probably would have just brought it around. Probably just would have brought it around <laughs> and made it fucking James for day. Yeah, might as well. Might as well. Um, this movie fucking blows. This movie's really fucking bad. I would like if this if this didn't come out in 2015, you could 100% expect this on my top 10 bottom of 2016, which we're actually doing next episode. Are you ready for it? Absolutely. Jesus Christ, oh detective. Jesus Christ, the detective. Here's the problem with this movie. This movie is a pro-Christian movie, mm-hmm. and here's why that's a mistake. Because they made up a character. They made up this character. Why would you do that? Why would, make, why would you make up a character, put him into a real story that you're trying to convince me is true? <laughs> it's like, that's like being like, the third apostle, Bob, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Clavius is, I want you to know, Clavius is not in the Bible. This is a made-up character. Uh-huh. I mean, he, Clavius may have been an actual tribune, and he may have helped with the, uh, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, in the Bible, just saying. But he wasn't, Bible, he, wasn't a, he wasn't a detective, though. No, he wasn't a detective, and <laughs> I don't think he just became an apostle, which I don't think you can just do. Well, I think, I think after you kill Jesus, I think you're pretty well blacklisted. Here's the thing. Um, I think if you're going to make up some characters to put into this Jesus story, uh, probably make them interesting. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. This is <laughs> like, not look, an interesting fellow. It's not, it's not like if you're adding it in, then who gives a shit? Make him the most badass, make him jump off shit like Bruce Willis. That's why Die Hard's so good. It's not a real person, he jumps off shit. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about this movie is that like, I don't know about you, but for me, it felt painfully obvious that Joseph finds not first, not first pick for this character. <laughs> this was supposed to be fucking Fassbender. I'm pretty positive. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It <laughs> could be. I'm, I'm pretty sure. All right, so then we got Tom Felton. And here's here here we got Tom Felton over here. Okay, look, here's the thing. Dude can't act. He's not very good. He's terrible. But that's not my – yeah, it's not my big problem with Tom Felton. My big problem is that, like, his hair was inconsistent in this movie, and it drove me wild. Was sometimes he he, something else? He must have been because sometimes he'd have jet brown hair and, like, a <laughs> fucking beard, like a brown beard. <laughs> And then he'd get, the next scene, he'd have the blonde hair again with the brown beard. And then the next scene, he would have the blonde hair, no beard. Next scene, brown hair again. <laughs> I, was, I was not paying that close attention. Chadley, however, <laughs> took four hours to figure out how to order this on fucking Amazon. So. And here's, here's the best part is that, like, it is so funny when he has the blonde hair and brown mustache. It is so fucking funny to see. Um, and his his character doesn't really play a role in this movie. Um, he's like sort of his right hand, Clavius, is, Cla, Cla, Clavius, Clavius, Claudius, whatever the fuck. Sort of that guy's right hand man. And then when Claudius is like, I'm going to go follow Jesus. Uh, he's like, okay. And that's sort of it. That's sort of, that's sort of how that ends. And that's how the movie ends, actually. Look, here's the thing. Is that like, we've seen a lot of movies about Jesus. But there's not many movies about what happened after the events of him arising from the dead, which sure. if you ask me, if you ask me, that's the most interesting part. Sure, like, but it's also it's also the one where it's like, ooh, I think we can poke some holes on that one. Uh, that's why <laughs> they don't do it very often. Um, yeah. But uh, it is it is a you know a spiritual sequel to Passion of the Christ. <laughs> 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 well, um, 
Uh, at least they made uh, Jesus like look like Taika Waititi for some reason. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. That's what I did like about this movie is that like they also didn't call him Jesus. They were calling him like by like a like an like a like a Jerusalem name. I'm gonna, or, uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with that. Was uh, his Hebrew name Chadley? <laughs> <laughs> they were calling him like Jesui, and it's like, man, I I I like that aspect of the movie. That a they did that, and b. This is gonna sound kind of racist, but they made Jesus brown because let's be honest, probably, probably. Here's probably. I so I, when I was watching this, um, to me, this is just a bad episode of uh, uh, Law and Order SVU. So um, basically, <laughs> what I was thinking was, here's a good rewrite for this. Um, I think it should pan down to uh, Ice T from uh, SVU fame, <laughs> and he's like, "Yo, motherfucker." <laughs> so you're telling me that Jews stole his body in broad daylight? Something <laughs> about this is not adding up. Let's do a full swab of this tomb for semen <laughs> and pubes. <laughs> See now, this then, this is a more entertaining film. <laughs> here's the thing: is that they would find semen too, because like, hey, you're trapped in a fucking in a fucking room for three days, a dark room, got nothing else to do but jerk off, right? You're gonna crank down. <laughs> you gotta crack it out. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, so this movie is just that's that's the big problem, is that this movie it's not even that it's preachy, which it is. It is <laughs> but like, preachy. But that's not the point, which I liked. The the point is the point is is that this movie is boring. It's so boring. What it's dull. It's, it's so, dull, dude. It's told from the wrong perspective, and that's the problem. They made up this character and then gave us his perspective, and it's like, well, what? I do like the idea. Like, on paper, it's a good idea. Let's do a fucking detective investigation. Let's make a fucking noir about finding Jesus. Uh, but then they just <laughs> didn't do it justice, I guess, because so fucking boring. Not to mention, here's the thing about Joseph Fiennes. Call up your brother and, and ask for tips because can't act. Yeah, what is the deal with that? Do we is he yeah, like why why is he so bad while his brother he, is so good? Was, well, was Joseph Fines kicked by a horse at some point? Like, <laughs> yeah, he must he's have just, been, he's, right? he's retarded Ray Fines. Like what is, <laughs> what is like why he, even have him? Well, he's pretty ugly too. He's pretty ugly. Can't can't handle the Joseph Fines face. Although it is better than Tom Felton face. Because Tom Felton sure. face is uncomfortable, dude. That kid looks like an like Tom Felton is gonna look like an anorexic sixteen year old for his entire life. I feel. Well, I hate him. Always have. Um, <laughs> I enjoy don't, him don't, selectively. Don't get it. I don't get it. He's one of those people I don't get. Why? Why? Why him? There's so was, many other better people in the in the series of Harry Potter films. Uh, why are you attaching on Tom Felton? Uh, it's because shit. you know you want to know why because uh, Tumblr, Tumblr likes to. Uh, you say that, to, but. Uh, get up. He's like literally the least attractive dude on that cast. Maybe Ron. Yeah, but like, have you seen Tumblr? They get obsessed with the like ugliest dudes. They're like Benedict Cumberbatch, hard, 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 and it's like that guy. To be to be fair, sure. Tumblr is it is a lot of a lot of confused teenagers. Yeah, and uh, what's his name, Matt Smith? People got fucking really into Matt Smith. British. Here's the thing about uh, that I like, I appreciate about Doctor Who is uh, they're like. Let's make sure the person we picked to be the next doctor is somehow uglier than the one we had before. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate that. Yeah, hell yeah, you got to do it. <laughs> Fuck. But 
so that's like that, that that's that's my problem tom felton is fucking terrible He's no good. And Tumblr, man, they Tumblr, they go after like Benedict Cumberbatch, fucking Tom Felton. Okay, the fucking uh, the twins, the ginger twins from fucking Harry Potter. They got they got obsessed with those motherfuckers, and it's like, hey, pretty ugly. They look like goddamn. They, they have fish eyes, dude. Y'all, y'all know fucking... Donald. Donald Gleason is in these movies, right? Like... <laughs> yeah. Can I redirect you to Donald? You seem confused. Well, do you guys don't want to fuck that guy. He's the better redheaded brother. And, and you know what? Here's the thing. He's the best looking one, and dude can also act, so. <laughs> sure can. He was in fucking 15 movies last year. Yeah, dude. And he acted like a monster in every one. Um, basically, like, I think I would have liked to see this movie per- from the perspective of Jesus. Am I wrong? Am I wrong here? Like, is anybody with me here? I, I would have liked to see what Jesus was up to. That's already movies. That's already That's already exists, probably. This this is a new take on it. They just did it poorly. Yeah, but like again, these are Christians trying to convince me that a real thing happened by adding fake things into the real thing. Yeah, well, I, we've I gotten don't past that at this point, Chadley. Now I'm talking about fucking filmmaking. I've gotten right. past that shit, Chadley. From All a right. from a story standpoint, an original story standpoint, I like the idea. But the screenplay blows. But and here's some other problems. This is not a very good movie. I think I think I think we've we made that well established. Risen is not a very good movie. Um, it's really bland. It's it's like it's like Jesus ex, It's like Jesus's empty calories. In case you're it's not like, watching, uh, in case you're not watching the video, Chadley just rolled his eyes like a fucking teenage girl when he said this movie's so bland. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. This movie's so fucking bland. But like. <laughs> It's uninteresting to look at, like, hey, I've seen movies that take place in the desert where they make it look pretty good. Yeah, you, you can ever make seen it Mad look Max? <laughs> you can make it look good. It doesn't have to look like this. But, like, then there's, like, a part later in the movie where I'm just like, okay, what the fuck? Later in the movie, he's with the apostles, and they're all hanging out. And then they're all like, Jesus said he would meet us here. And they're like, yeah, let, let us wait for Jesus. And then somebody's like, or we could go fishing. It's like I, I would wait. I would wait for Jesus. I think. I think I'd wait for Jesus. And then they don't wait for Jesus, and they go fishing. And then they look on the shore, and Jesus is just like waiting there, like sitting there waiting for them. Or we could go fishing. Or we could go fishing. Maybe don't, no, because the fishing part had fucking nothing to do with anything. Hey, maybe have like one guy that hangs back, being like, <laughs> yeah, just in case. Yeah, hey, hey guys, uh, Jesus will show up here. I, I'm just letting you know that. Jesus will show up here, so somebody has to hold the fort. <laughs> if one guy could hang back while the rest of us go fishing and <laughs> smash these brews. Um. Yeah. Also, could um, could Jesus teleport in this movie? Because, like, I, I knew he could do, like, the, the, the multiplying sandwich superpower. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew he could. Uh, I knew he had the, the fucking uh, making leprosy reheal stuff superpower. And the wa- walking on water, that's a pretty useless superpower, but I know he's got that one too. But he teleports in this movie, and I'm like, did not know. Did not know. You're familiar with that uh, that aspect? Yeah. Yeah, he also has the necromancer powers, which is dope, dude. He can fucking he can... raise people from the dead. It's dope. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a big fan of the Nightcrawler comics, and he wants to, he, he tried to learn <laughs> how to bamf places <laughs> the thing the thing with the necromancer powers though is like when you can bring people back to the dead once uh-huh. you've been dead you've probably seen some shit you know you've probably you've probably seen some shit 
I suppose. Well, like, if, if, if you're if you're going up based, uh, based on the lore of this uh, film franchise. I'd say, like, the first 40 minutes of this movie is is okay. But here's the problem with it. It's because, like, it is like it's, for the first 40 minutes, it's like a detective thing, and then the last hour is about nothing. Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> the big problem with the detective thing is, like, I don't know if this guy's the worst detective ever. But he kept, like, bringing in people who knew Jesus. Like, he brings in Mary Magdalene. And, like, she clearly knows where Jesus is. And she he'd just talk to her for five minutes and then just be like, yeah, he does. He, she doesn't know anything. You can let her go. Even though she definitely does know. And, like, you'd be dumb not to know that she knows. And then, like, Bartholomew comes in and he's like, he's like, tell me where Jesus is and then uh, and then you can go. And he's like, he's everywhere. And he's like, all right, yeah, answer my question. Good Off enough. you go. You know? Good enough for me. <laughs> We can't legally hold them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gave him my word, said I'd let him go. It's oh fuck. It's absolutely preposterous. It's fucking awful. Well, Chadley, uh, that was a fucking horrible week of movies. Uh yeah, and like I, I power watched two of these movies in the last like this afternoon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you were halfway done. God's not here. Yeah. God's not dead too is definitely like Risen is better than God's Not Dead 2. Because God's Not Dead Two is not a is not a one sit movie. You I would I think sit. I think entertainment wise though, God's Not Two might be a little bit uh, better. You think so? I don't know. I'd say Risen's a little bit better. I, I think <laughs> ent- entertainment wise, we had forty five minutes on that. We got like we got like fifteen on this movie. <laughs> All right. Another thing with Risen, just like last <laughs> point, last point that I want to make. Another thing with Risen is that like you can tell that they wanted to be accurate, but they also wanted the movie to be no more than PG. Uh-huh. So like, it would be real graphic, but you would never see like spear going into Jesus. You know, like it would just be like you, you would it would just be an angle where you could see them thrust the spear at Jesus, and then he goes ooh, you know, like they, yeah. they never show they never show shit going into Jesus, you know, which is what I was looking for. Guess I'll just guess I'll just watch some more passion. Passion, baby, give me that, give me that passion. <laughs> yeah, I want more flogging in my in my Jesus movies. Thank you. <laughs> give me that Da Vinci Code where the white kid flogs himself. <laughs> oh shit, dude! That white kid's in the fucking Marvel universe now. You know what that means, right? He's never got to work again. Don't don't have to. Why would you? I know. <laughs> all, all I know. Those, if I. All those low tier actors that weaseled their way into the Marvel universe. Why act? Why act again? What's the point? You don't like it. You obviously don't like it. Yeah, because if you all accept fucking Marvel scripts, you don't give a shit, right? <laughs> You're just trying to get the money. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, I mean, I guess that's that. Christmas is uh, Christmas was good this year. We were treated to some very good stuff. Uh, hopefully, uh, your Christmases are good. Um, if anybody gets you Batman vs. Superman on Blu-ray for Christmas, you will no longer speak to that person. That's my advice. Give it, just uh, break it in half and return it to them. <laughs> return it to them. And then unfriend them on Facebook. Give them a quick give them a quick unfriend. Unfollow them on Twitter. Gotta do you gotta do the full shebang, you know. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Speaking of which. Make sure you tune in next episode because next episode is going to be dope. We're coming back in January. Uh, we're going to watch uh, the big one. It's a big one. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. We, we have to watch it, Chadley. It's, yeah. Star- I know you don't I know. care. I know we don't care. I don't. I, we, don't we don't care. But uh, You're out here with your, fucking, with your fucking Rogue One and your characters that aren't really interesting to the Star here's, Wars. Here's all, here's all I'm saying, Chadley, is 
we can go watch Rogue One and uh, have something interesting to talk about, or we can watch fucking Barry, which uh, no one cares about. So <laughs> no one cares. Good point. Good point. Uh, you, you know, you're out here with all that shit. You got Ben Mendelsohn hanging out with Darth look, Vader. I'm, I'm just, I'm just looking out for the the sanctity and the and the the quality of Pod by making you go see Rogue One. Because there's there's only there's only so many more weeks we can watch fucking Barack Obama movies and last one didn't do too well so let's figure this out chadley all right let's hit up some more blockbusters because you know what here's here's the thing is that 2015 taught me to love blockbusters again and then 2017 was like just kidding you can go back to hating them now just kidding they're no good (laughs) just kidding they all suck because like 2016 gave us furious 7 mad max fury road and star wars episode 7 some of the best blockbusters i've ever seen what's the best blockbuster that came out this year Maybe Star Trek Beyond, and that was okay. Probably Star Wars, which I haven't seen yet. I've heard it's not very good. I bet even you all if, hate it. Even if it's a three-star movie, it might be the best blockbuster <laughs> of the year. Yeah, very true. I bet I'll hate it, though. Like, I, I, I just have like this inclination that I'm not going to enjoy it. I, d- I don't understand what, what that is. I don't understand why you would think that. <laughs> It has I literally just, I, all the greatest actors ever in it. It's true. It's true. I might, I might, I might walk in and be like, "Man, that's some good Ben Mendelsohn and Matt Mikkelsen." Donnie Yen. Oh shit, Donnie Yen. He's so okay. good, dude. Dude, I'm I'm fucking on board. I just I'm watched it, man. I just watched it, man. Three the other day, and the and the reason that movie is so good is because it's fucking Donnie Yen and Mike Tyson, but it's set in it's set in the 1950s. Yet Mike Tyson <laughs> just plays himself like he's a big. <laughs> Time traveling tattooed doctor. Preposterous. <laughs> it's amazing. I have never seen any of the Ip Man films in my life. Well, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, Merry Christmas.